The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Does your pet have things to tell you about heaven? Are there really people who can tell you what your cat or dog is thinking? Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today's guest on NDE Radio had her first NDE at age five, and two more after that. Following her second NDE, she discovered she had gained the ability to understand what pets think and what they'd like to tell us if we could only understand. Alexa Hartung has worked in business and also as a massage therapist, Reiki master and teacher, certified nurse's aide and author. Following her second NDE, Alexa found that dogs especially would send pictures or words into her head. What they showed her went way beyond simple words or pictures. Alexa has self-published Angels in Disguise, a book about her 12 dogs, after-death visits, five cats, and friends' pets. A frequent speaker at the Seattle and Phoenix area IONS, Alexa will lead a discussion in San Antonio at the upcoming IONS convention on Labor Day weekend. At that venue, she will discuss the order in heaven that pets are involved in. Alexa, welcome to NDE Radio. Thank you, Lee. I welcome this opportunity. I'm looking forward to this. Um, uh, Alexa, let's begin by uh, your telling us about your three NDEs. Okay, my first NDE was at, as you said, five years of age in 1952. Following multiple operations at the same time, uh, I went to a black space. I came out of the operations. I didn't mind the anesthesia. And the doctor was there, and my throat hurt terribly from an adenoidectomy and a tonsillectomy and a cutting of my tongue on both sides. Uh, I still can't say the words beginning with G-L without consciously thinking, but my grandmother thought I had a speech impediment. When the doctor gave me some I- authorized some ice cream, which I never should have been given, I choked up, went to a black velvety place that PMH Atwater often talks about, and I knew I was me, I knew I was safe, I knew that there was a father God figure there, and I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to come back, Lee, Hmm. but I did, and I came back to all that pain, and I never fully trusted my grandmother or mother again, but something happened during that NDE. It was like it opened up intuition. I could read people pretty well after that. And how old were you when you had your second NDE? Well, it was in 1973. Let's see. Probably 26. And tell us about that one. Uh, That was post-birth. I had a normal birth, a normal pregnancy, but a quick birth. Both my children were born very quickly. Uh, The second one was born four and a half hours, but he stopped. He stopped and he started breathing in the birth canal or, you know, trying to breathe. And so they they were going to give me something, but all of a sudden he popped out with the cord around his neck three times, 
he was a blue baby and had to be rushed to, um, you know, uh, infant, you know, what was it, neonatal. Yes, the the um, infant ICU. Yes, infant ICU. And I, I was normal, if you know what I mean, for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden I felt ice cold ice water coming up my legs. And I looked over, the, the nurse was taking my blood pressure, and I saw the silver thingy go down, 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 and the nurse said, I'm losing her, I'm losing her. And I said to myself, what do you mean losing me? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. I mean, you know the moment. And I said, Jesus, I hope you're everything I, you know, went to Sunday school for and know you as, and I love you. I give you my children and Heavenly Father. I mean, I did this consciously. I said, Heavenly Father, I give you my soul. Please take it. And right after that, boom, out of my body. Wow. And what did you and see? I went, well, uh, two angels appeared. I was out of my body looking down at my body, and these huge room-sized angels appeared, and I've always loved animals. I was raised in the country of Virginia, and I wanted to reach out and touch one of the feathers. They had humongous wings. Um, and their job, uh, unfortunately, in, I mean, I wanted to touch their wings, and I was me, by the way. I was out of my body. I was in some kind of long gown. I was me, personality, short, <laughs> round. <laughs> um, yeah, you're you. Uh, but anyway, their job was to get me down the tunnel, and I know many of your listeners have heard of this tunnel. The only two things that were different is when we were going down the tunnel to the little light at the end, we went through a series of rings I could see behind and in front. Now, I've never heard anybody else say that, but as we went through the rings, and they are very similar, by the way, to the Hopi Ring of Fire. Mm. And uh, But I didn't know that till many years later. I just heard a bong, like an elevator bong, when you get to a floor. I heard that as we went through them. And the angels were there very specifically to keep me from touching those energy rings, which I later tried to research. Hmm. Uh, and um, we got to the end of the light, and there were hundreds of people there, maybe thousands, I didn't even know, and they were all dressed in a plain white robe with a gold sash. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ were uh, um, up a series of stairs on the right, and Jesus was indeed at the right hand of God. But I forgot that his right is our left, and I, I kept wondering, why isn't he on the right? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm looking at them. Now, at the very end of these stairs, right, you know, where I was, I so wanted Lee to stay there because there were two cherubim with, I think they were cherubim, seraphim, whatever they are, little little tiny beings. They look like little toddlers with wings, and the wings would rev up and down with their worship of Jesus Christ and God. And they would say, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Holy, 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 all power be unto him. 
everything it has said in Revelation 1 and 3, I think. My ex-husband would, you know, go through the Bible, underlining what and checking what I said, and he said it was all right there. Well, they were singing praise to God, and I am a Christian, and I, I want to stay there, you know? Sure. Well, it wasn't to be a podium appeared and a person in a brown robe with a black belt. He was very handsome. He was not ugly with horns, but he was Satan. He was the personification of evil. Mm. I try to stay out of just Christian vernacularly when I talk about this, because other people may see him as a personification of evil, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, at first, I thought he was very nice looking. See, this is how the negative or evil draws you to it. He makes it look good. Well, then I saw there was no goodness in his eyes, and I cringed back, and he wanted to possess my soul and make me as miserable as he was. Well, he he was the accuser. And he and during a life review, he would stand there and point out I was on the podium, he was on a some kind of floor or whatever, and he would say, "See, see, she should have done that. She could have helped there." Well, Lee, it so affected me that now when I talk to people, I never use the word should. That's how much it affected me. Well, I was ashamed. Nothing I did could meet the perfect standard of God, and I fell down on my face. Jesus Christ then had moved from the right hand of God, come near me. He was like, what? 10, 12, 15 feet high, huge, strong Jesus, not a wimpy Jesus, in a long white robe, and he said, Alexa, and never has my name been said more beautifully. And he held his hands out, and I could see the hole, the scar, not not the hole, but the scar that was in the wrist and the hands where he had been nailed on the cross. And I just crawled, (laughs) crawled to try to touch the edge of his garment. There was so much love. Well, he looked at this personification of evil, which I think I'm like 1.5% to have seen. Very few see it. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he screamed. All of a sudden, Satan screamed and growled like a cat caught in a trap like an animal, and he whirled around and became like a pile of dust. And when Jesus looked at him, all he had to do was look at him. He blew away, Lee, and nothing was left. Wow. A book appeared with gold edges, and a lightning shard, it's like a shard of lightning came down, like the finger of God, you know, like a lightning when it strikes in the air. And it turned the pages, and there was the birth and death date of my father, my mother, my sister, and me. Now, the death square was empty for all of us because none of us had died yet. But our name, my family, was there. And this huge voice came out, is it her time? 
the word no came out was the finger of God, you know, the shard, lightning shard, saw an empty space. The word no came out, the book slammed shut, and bam, I was back in my body, hot, sweaty, a woman who had given birth. Wow. But there is only one difference, Lee. No pain. I had no soreness. You talk to any woman <laughs> who had given birth, and she's going to say, boy, was I sore. <laughs> I, had, I had no sore, soreness, Lee. And after four hours of sleep, my doctor came, a very handsome Latin doctor. He's still practicing in Wilmington, Delaware. And he said, will you tell me what happened? And I said, not now. And um, I called him several weeks later, two and a half months later, and told him. And he said he had 13 people, women, who had had an identical experience. And guess what, Lee? Seven went to my Baptist church. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that was the second one. Now, the second one, I was... You'll, I you'll have people otherwise. signing up to be members of your Baptist church if that word gets out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not Baptist now, but I was. Uh, but this isn't a place for my individual faith. Um, but I find it interesting that the other seven were a mix of Presbyterian, Catholic, Mormon, they were all mixed. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Not one denomination, and that's how I feel. Uh, but anyway, after that, I was told later, when I was in prayer, I was given the word later that more would be revealed to me later. I did notice animals turn to me, but at that point I was not talking to them or receiving pictures. Now you uh you said that uh, your third NDE you don't you don't often talk about but perhaps you could describe it for us. Yeah, it was a puzzlement in a way. I later kind of received the answer. Um I was preparing for bed, felt a huge Mack truck on my chest as I lay in bed my ex-husband was reading and all of a sudden it was a huge weight. I couldn't even breathe. And this is why I think it was a heart attack. And all of a sudden, I went into the Blackfoot Indian world and met the beaver people in a big pond. I had no Native American contact before that, except at age 15. Um, I knew no Blackfoot Indians, hadn't read anything about them. And I was in this pond and the little beaver people, and one of them all of a sudden smacked the water with its tail. Mm -hmm. I felt very comfortable, and I could breathe underwater, but the beaver smacked the water with his tail, and all of a sudden very evil white spirits appeared with gaping eyes and mouth. And they were, I held still to show that I wanted to respect them, but they were evil, and they wrapped, they wanted to wrap around me they were wrapping their roots around me to drown me and for real and all of a sudden my spirit woman who i never heard talk before said i'm out of here <laughs> and <laughs> she she took us i don't you know all of a sudden i was in heaven it was a sudden trip and mm -hmm. there was my beloved grandfather who i did not see him any of my other ndes who i loved 
very much. And there was my living father and my grand. We were all holding hands. My grandfather said, "This is all wrong." <laughs> and he turned <laughs> to my father and said, "You're alive. Go back." <laughs> and he turned to me and he said, "You shouldn't be here. What are you doing here?" <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm sent back. I'm in a soaking wet nightgown and sheets. And that tells me that I probably had had a heart attack. But I had no symptoms or problems after that. Did your father... My husband turned to me. You know, he turned to me and said, what the, you know, bleep (laughs) is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Did did your father have any memory or knowledge of uh, having been with you? Yeah, I never got to talk to him about it, but we were extremely close, which I guess you can tell for me to have pulled him up into that. Yes. Uh, he was a spiritual man, very private. Uh, he did talk to many people, but not about private things. And he never discussed his faith to me, but I went to see him after he had been, he was un- undergoing tests, I was told. Well, I went to see him, and the next day, I was all alone with him when he died. And I saw Jesus Christ come for him, and I saw his spirit man lift up. I want to encourage people that it really happens. You know, they see relatives or Jesus Christ. And um, Jesus said, not yet, Jim. And they had a private conversation I couldn't hear. And I was sobbing. I was totally undone. And the only reason I was vertical is I looked to my left and right a little bit, you know, just out of the corner of my eye. And there were two huge angels holding me up. And my father said, why isn't she holding me? And all that just devastated me. I love my father, but there were all these tubes and you know, tubes and wires and things in them. And and Jesus said, she can't, Jim. She's too upset. That's why they're here. Mm. And he referred to the angels. The angels. Wow. Well, Alexa, after your second NDE, you said you developed this ability to understand uh, what animals are thinking, especially dogs. Maybe you could tell us yes. how that came about. Well, uh, after my second NDE, I noticed animals would come quickly to me, even strange animals. It was after I married my second husband, who, by the way, can talk to, I don't know how he does it. He, he'll go up to snarling chihuahuas in the vet's, you know, waiting room and say, oh, you're having a rough day. And the dog will put his nose under my husband's arm. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> But after I married this man who does have some kind of gift, she's never had an NDE or anything like that, um, he refers to me as a sandwich short of a picnic. I mean, he knows something happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he doesn't understand the experience. But after I married him, his pets would send pictures into my head and understand me. Leo, his first cat, walked into our mobile home in New Jersey, Pennsville, New Jersey. And I said, Leo, I want to take your picture. 
and he turned his head and looked at me, and he went under the ironing board and sat very still and kind of said, is this okay? And I got laughing so hard at that, and I started snapping pictures of him, and he's in my book. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a polydactyl cat. They were... Uh, sought after by shipmasters in the 1800s who went to Massachusetts and then uh, up to Newfoundland. They're excellent ratters with big heads. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it was after I married my husband, the dogs, and then when I uh, went to massage therapy school in 1996, reprocessed my near-death experience. Someone was there who had had one. I went, oh, yeah, I had that. Oh, yeah, I had that. (laughs) (laughs) And we were encouraged to practice our intuition at my wonderful Utah College of Massage Therapy. And uh, I went to a six-month course that did a year in six months. It was very hard, almost 800 hours of 24 modalities and hundreds of hours of anatomy. But after that, yeah, I started talking about it. I heard about ions in school. Now, did um, did the study of uh, Reiki and uh, massage uh, de- help develop further this contact with animals? Uh, it helped my contact with people. I found that when I did massage therapy, the patients, or clients themselves would tell me, ooh, your hands are so hot, you know. Uh, your hands are so hot. Oh, I feel the love of God come down through your hands. I was so honored, Lee. I was aware something was happening, but I didn't know what. And uh, I worked in a hospital of fitness and wellness up in Loris, uh, South Carolina. And... I I got rave reviews even from the head of the hospital and people was talking about and then if they were I knew they were Christian I would pray beforehand and uh, oddly enough I started to see an angel at the end of the table if they were Christians and it was the angel Raphael so it opened up massage therapy and gifts you know opened up and uh, I started seeing angels. I'm not weird, but, you know, I was aware of spiritual presence. Yeah. Yes. Now, um, with the uh, with the dogs especially, you said you have communication that uh, has, has taught you something about the spiritual nature of dogs and uh, the role of dogs in heaven. And I think you're going to be talking about that topic in uh, at the IONS Convention in San Antonio. But maybe yeah, you could tell us a little Labor about that. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't mind going into that because all this kind of built up over the years, disability, and um, there wasn't. I just want to be very clear: it was not my effort; it was my openness. Um, I do feel that there is, there are many things you can do to help open up communication with your own pet. And I will also be talking about that. Um, Yes, I'm talking about things that my own dog showed me, and especially the dogs of Virginia Beach. Um, I was doing what we call dog readings or canine counseling at that point at Virginia Beach in 2011, 
And these wonderful animals showed me a lot of things. The main thing was this golden retriever. uh, There were two golden retrievers. One, yeah, they weren't Labradors. They were golden retrievers. And the elderly owner was very upset and knew that one of the dogs was going to die. His grief was very upsetting to the dogs. The dogs do not fear death. They will not die. They are alive forever. They do not die. They report to Heavenly Father, and then they are given a calling. Sometimes they come back to us. Sometimes they're given a calling in heaven. Anyway, um, the Golden Retriever showed me that they go through something that we have referred to as a veil. Do you remember Star Trek and when people were transported? Sure. Remember that shimmery stuff? Yes. Well, the shimmery stuff is what the gold retriever showed me they go through. And then oh. on the other side, they're given a new body, Lee. As many Christians believe, we are given a new body, a spiritual body, when we go to heaven. But it looks just like us. The dogs know this. And the dogs showed me this. I was just stunned. And they're given a brand new body like us. And this is one of the things I would just stun to see. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And my own dog, our first dog, Higgins, an Irish soft coated Wheaton Terrier, uh, I was grieving her terribly. Now, in heaven, they're very upset when we grieve. They don't... They don't, they don't understand that we don't understand that they go on to, a, you know, a new body. They're them, but they go on to a new body. Uh, they're upset that we're upset. And it, uh, so they may come and, you know, back to us and stay with us a while. But my own dog Higgins came to me after I'd been grieving terribly, just crying my eyes out. And all of a sudden, her face showed in front of me, and she mentally said to me, Mom, I'm fine. Look. And she was always very, uh, carriers are <laughs> very athletic. And she backed away and did three backflips right in a row. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she said, I'm fine. So my own dogs and these other dogs have shown me that they do get a, another body. They never and, die, Lee. And is the implication that they watch over your current pets, that the spirits of former pets? That is one of the callings, yes. I'm convinced that Higgins is like a caseworker. <laughs> <laughs> and um, even my dog, Bubba, who passed away, the vet who was there at the euthanizing of my Labrador, he was 14, very old for a lab, and we euthanized him to put him out of his hip pain and everything. Now they have glucosamine chondroitin for hip pain, but they didn't then. And even she said very tentatively, I saw something lift up and go to the ceiling. Mm. Isn't that incredible? And when I went out in the to the car and cried my eyes out, I was shown he had to go report to Heavenly Father first. Isn't that funny? Yes. And Higgins, his only mother, and uh, his fellow 
dog, Zeke, who was a black cocker spaniel flat coat retriever, sat waiting for him. And they had to get through. They had to wait for him till he reported to Father God. Isn't that funny? It's amazing, yeah. Alexa, sadly, we are almost out of time, and I want you to have a chance to tell our listeners how they can get a copy of your book and and or get in touch with you. I am taking a list of uh, orders for my book. I am publishing it, but I'm waiting for state money to publish. Um, my email is a h for my initials, Alexa Hartung. A h at uh, I'm sorry, a h and the word joyful, J O Y F U L and the number one at sccoast.net. SC for South Carolina initials, coast.net. Uh, I just want to say, Lee, um, to all experiencers, you're not alone. There's IONS, there's enderf.org. Um, there, you know, if regular medical people can't help you, there are people out there like, uh, osteopathic doctors are trained. Physical therapists have additional training. Um, all I, all I want to do is encourage them to seek help. Do not be, think you're alone and suffer from depression. Uh, avoid alcohol, which is a depressant. Eat good food and socialize in some way. That's excellent, excellent do. advice, Alexa. Uh, we are now out of time. Uh, my thanks <laughs> to Alexa Harting for this eye-opening show today. Be sure to look uh, for her book, Angels in Disguise, and uh, she's working on a second a sequel to that as well. And come hear her discussion at the upcoming IONS conference in San Antonio. If you would like to listen to this show again or any other of our previous programs, please visit our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about IONS, please check that website at iands.org. There will be information on that site about our upcoming Labor Day weekend conference, in San Antonio, Texas, on NDEs as rites of passage. That's from uh, September 3rd through the 6th. Alexa will be there, and I look forward to seeing you there as well. Thanks for listening.